Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. That's right. 13-year NFL veteran Ethram Salam and me. Martin Weiss. I, f- I got to get something in front of my name. It doesn't do it justice. I mean, I know 13 years in the NFL is something that uh, I'll never achieve, but I got to get something going. I got to do something. I got to figure something what, what, out. What is something that, you, that happened in high school that you're really proud of? Like, let's let's what, 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 we'll figure it out right now. What What is something that... Uh, let me let me you think. Know. Let me think on it real quick. We're broadcasting live for the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there with an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over ten thousand recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Ephraim set the high jump record in the eighth grade. Okay, now here we go. And so that that's about and it. Though. Eighth grade <laughs> high jump record setting. Martin Weiss. Boom. I like it. I like it. Can you please save that as a drop so we can introduce <laughs> Martin? Uh, uh, you know, when we're when we're working together, please. Thank you. I like that. I'll tell you what, though, Ephraim. Let's get into some of this football as we've uh, had a full slate of football today. I want to start. Look, the Vegas. I know you're not a gambling man, but Vegas had the Minnesota Vikings as a three and a half one underdog. Well, guess what? They went and got their heads kicked in by the Packers, and this Packers team. You know, we talked about a little bit last week. They are making a playoff. I mean, it looks like at this point they they control their entire destiny about what they're going to do in the playoffs. In and, and uh, I didn't see it coming. And it's uh, best Jair Alexander. You got to give him credit because he went out there and said, "Look, it's going to be different this time with Justin Jefferson." And it certainly was with one catch for 15 yards for uh, Justin Jefferson there. So, with I don't even want to talk about Minnesota because. Their fool's goal, whenever you win that many games, I, I believe it's 11, 11 one-score games, it's one thing to say, oh, they know how to win. That's great. But it's the other thing to realize that they put themselves, with all the talent that they have, they put themselves in positions to where they have to win one-score games. And that's a hard team to believe in because in one-score games, one play can determine the outcome. Now, the play can happen early in the game or it can happen late in the game 
But at some point during that game, something happened that gave you the advantage. And when you're dealing with a team like that, eventually something's got to give. And that's what we, we've seen with, with the Minnesota Vikings. And when they lose, they lose bad. They win. They win close They games. win close, but they lose bad. That is dangerous. I mean, for a team that was twelve and three going into the going into the uh, game today, so mm-hmm. finishing twelve and four, they've lost by thirty points twice. That's not a good team. It's not. That that's <laughs> when you get to the playoffs, you're playing playoff teams, the teams, the the top teams in the league. They're gonna put up points if you can't stop anybody then you're going to be a one-and-done. And Minnesota's defense is atrocious. It's bad. And that's going to be difficult to carry in the playoffs. And and <laughs> when you talk about Green Bay having an opportunity to make the playoffs, now this comes down to the last game of the season. And how apropos is it that it's the Detroit Lions who themselves – had a, a a remarkable resurgence and are playing extremely good football. I mean, they beat the heck out of the Bears today, 41-10. So it's really going to come down to Green Bay and Detroit. You got to remember, Detroit beat Green Bay yep. earlier this year. It's a home game next week for the playoffs. Now, conventional wisdom would say, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers has the advantage there. It's home. It's blah, blah. the last two years we've seen Green Bay with home field advantage and lose in yep. the playoffs. Yep. So that mystique of Green Bay being, you know, the the place uh, that you have to. I, I when I what was it? Two thousand and maybe two thousand and. Three two thousand and four, when Michael Vick went to Green Bay and beat them, that ended the mystique of Green Bay home uh, playoff. You, you know, wins you got to fight the elements and you got to fight the crowd. I, I think that ended that home field advantage for Green Bay uh, when he did that because it, it just is, it's going to be a, a situation where number one, Jared Goff is having a better year than Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Which is um, that's a wild statement. It, it, right? It's crazy. Face, right? But it's true. Um, I believe the Detroit Lions run the ball better than the Green Bay Packers. And they have better receivers. Now, Green Bay's defense, uh, uh, excuse me, Detroit's defense has been playing better as of late. Especially today, getting after the quarterback. I mean, they were feasting. They were feasting uh, on the Chicago Bears' offensive line and offense. They had seven sacks of someone who's hard to sack. Yeah. We know where Aaron Rodgers is going to be. He's not going to take off. Justin Fields had 132 yards rushing. That will not be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, absolutely not. And, you know, you talk about the Lions defense. They did have that hiccup in Carolina. Uh, that was an ugly, an ugly game. But outside of that, 
have looked pretty good. Intact beating that Vikings team, uh, you know, beating that uh, and beating the Jets who eliminated themselves from playoff contention today. Uh, but you know, and then you know, when you look at the playoff teams that the Lions have played so far this season, okay, they played the Eagles, lost by three. Played the Vikings, obviously lost by four in the first in the first matchup, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, beat them in the second one. Now Seahawks again, that's a playoff team, lost by three. Patriots twenty nine and nothing. It got ugly in the middle of the season, but like you said, coming back against the Packers, mm-hmm. the Bears, the Giants, that Bills game, that Bills game again, three point loss that they were in there. Go ahead and beat the Jaguars, mm-hmm. who was the AFC's kind of darling outside of the Chargers in terms of teams that are turned it on late. Mm-hmm. Beat them by thirty six points. Okay, so our twenty six points. So there you go. So that that's like this Lions team. I think has been the better team than Green Bay. But the thing that does surprise me, I don't surprise me, but gives me cause for concern about this Packers team. Their special teams unit, especially kick and punt returns, gets that offense mm. so many hidden yards. So many hidden yards with Keyshawn Nixon. I thought he got hurt in the Miami game. Bro, and, and dangerous. When you saw him leave the Miami game. Mm. Right, if two, it, it it then took Tua to throw turn the ball over three or four, uh, three times in the second half for them to win. They mm-hmm. were not getting the ball down the field in the same way. If uh, and you see Rich Bisacci, a former Raiders interim head coach, is is kind of the guy coaching that situation up up there. Um, that right there, he is a game breaker. He's the type of guy that you you know you talk about a one score game, close game, a playoff type atmosphere. That's the type of things that where a guy just runs you in to three points off the kickoff. Right. That is uh that's something that is Aaron Rodgers don't need no offensive help. I'll put it like that. Yeah, it's um it, it's one of those situations where they needed the special teams to breathe life into that offense. Do oh, yeah. And that's what we've seen happening. Defense and special teams for Green Bay has stepped up and aided Aaron Rodgers in that offense to being in the position to where they're one game away from making the postseason. Without that, then we're not talking about Green Bay right now. So you're absolutely right. Their special teams has kicked it into high gear, and it's really making uh, it easy or making it easier for – Aaron Rodgers with short fields and turnovers, all of those things aid ailing offenses. And that's what we've been seeing from Green Bay from time to time this year to where, you know, you you turn the 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 TV off because you can't believe that Aaron Rodgers, you know, all of a sudden you can't throw the ball down the field. And, I mean, today, I mean – 15 completions, 24 attempts, 159 yards. It wasn't like he was out here, you know, necessarily MVP-like uh, numbers. Let, let me ask you a question. And this, this, and this, this, And just see if you know the answer to this. How many two-time MVP Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back, how many 300-yard passing games do you think Aaron Rodgers has this year? Just take a guess. This season? Mm-hmm. Two? None. None? I was, I was, I was that the, it when on his face obviously surprises me, None. but like when you sit there and just watch the Packers, I was maybe I I can I would wager he may only have uh, four or five two hundred seventy five yard passing games. Uh, he has none. Yes, yeah, he uh, has he has one. Excuse me, he has one game this year against Detroit where he threw for two hundred and ninety one yards. And 
they still lost that game. 15-9. So this is, you know, this is what we're we're talking about when you bring up the special teams and how much they've meant to Aaron Rodgers and that ailing offense. You have one of the top quarterbacks to ever play the game, the two-time back-to-back MVP of the league who has not had a 300-yard passing game. And then the one game where he did uh, pass for almost 300 yards, they lost anyway. So that means those were trash yards in the end of the game trying to, you know, put themselves in a position to score. Mm. That makes next week's matchup with Detroit very interesting. No, absolutely. And especially if, uh, I mean, I'd say, yeah, this Packers team offensively, I see a lot of the same issues, but now I think you see A.J. Dillon. He's been running the ball well. He's our six touchdowns, I think, in his last eight games or eight touchdowns last six games, something like that. He's been finding the end zone oh, yeah. quite a bit. Um, Aaron Jones had over 100 yards rushing, but ultimately the Packers had like barely over 300 yards of offense. And, 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 and I'll tell you this, the thing that really helped Aaron Rodgers that at least made him more comfortable was the fact that he got his left uh, tackle back by sure. and and that's been something that he's been wishing and hoping uh, could happen and he finally came back and he's back in the lineup so that you know settled Aaron down a little bit but like you said it's still he still didn't burn up the stat sheet they got the win Oh, it's a bad Vikings defense too. Yeah, oh, that, that, that and that's the that's the problem I have with the Minnesota Vikings. They're going to be a one and done in the playoffs. Um, because they can't stop anybody. I'm talking about they can't stop anybody. Yes. And, and when Kirk Cousins puts the ball in harm's way like he did, oof, three picks, baby. That's you. That no. Nah. And just I, look, people have been killing me because I was talking mess about the Vikings prior. This is part of the reason why. Like I don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't believe in your quarterback when your best player is a wide receiver. I think it's it's very hard to win games consistently in that way, mm-hmm. and it's not a knock against Justin Jefferson, who's who's an electric talent, but it's just hard to win when your best player is a wide receiver. It just is. I agree with that. Too many things have to go right. Offensive line has to give the quarterback enough time. The quarterback has to be able to deliver it on time. All of those things have to go right for a receiver to really have the impact. Uh, that will propel you to a win. Now, they can get gobs and gobs of yards, but those tough yards, the one, the two, the three yards that you need to sustain drives, it's hard to keep throwing quick slants, man, right, and outs yep. to get those short, like, like the, those quick yards that you need to, to be in second and six or second and four or third and three. If you're heavily relying on on, on – um, Jefferson to be the one to lead you there. I mean, he had one one reception for 15 yards. Now Alexander locked him down. I mean, I mean, locked him down from the parking lot. Locked him I mean, down off the bus. Off the bus. Off the off bus. the bus. My man hit the gritty with like the, seven minutes left the, in the first quarter. The, the first quarter, he was like, like, "This is what this is what type of day it's gonna be." And I, you know, at the moment when I'm seeing that, I'm like, "All right, that's." A, I was like, "Ooh, it's about to be on." I was like, "And it wasn't." I was about look, the the too much dip on your chip, or not? <laughs> I guess not. Shout out to Jair Alexander. He's had a great two weeks. Your boy had <laughs> the last uh, two weeks, but uh, somebody who didn't. 
Ron Rivera, Carson Wentz, and uh, a little concerned if Ron Rivera actually knew what was going on today. Because uh, if he was trying to be funny in this postgame press conference, I didn't laugh. We'll do that next. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam, in on Fox Sports Radio, live from the Tyrac.com studios. Now, Ephraim, we talked about this right before the break. The Washington Commanders were eliminated from playoff contention today. But uh, it looks like it may have been the reporters in the postgame press conference that let Ron Rivera know that fact. Chris, we got this sound, right? If you guys are eliminated today by what happens at 4 o'clock, is Sam Howell in consideration? We can be eliminated. Yeah, if the Packers beat the Vikings, oh, then right. you guys are eliminated. Well, we'll see. Now, Ephraim, you've obviously been in the locker rooms, had coaches. Is he being – do you find this as a forward player? Is he being funny in this moment? He, yes. That can't be real. Because it, it, it can't Somebody be real, right? Somebody, because they've been looking at it and talking about it all week. Somebody who's been coaching and and has had the success that he's had, that that can't be real, seriously. So I mean, it just was so. I put it like this: it's a good thing he's a football coach, not a comedian, because uh, the delivery left something. Well, he was probably tired of <laughs> yeah, talking about it, so it's that old Belichick, you know. Oh, oh what? On Cincinnati type of uh, mentality. 
Yeah, well, you know, and the fair question, in my opinion, asking about Sam Howell, seeing as uh, of course, you know, five weeks ago, it was asked why the Commanders didn't have a winning record like everybody else in the NFC East. He said the quarterback. Then he benches him, Carson Wentz. That is, five weeks later, he's back again with a C on his chest. Boy, um. Carson Wentz's time as a starter has expired in this league. Um, We know that. We've known that for a couple years now. He'll be a good backup, somebody who can come in and win you a game or two in a jam when your starter goes down. That's what he'll be relegated to. But he is not the guy that you want to bring in and try to lead your team with any hopes of, of, of that type of success. He's too erratic with the ball. He's never recovered from that one outlier year where he uh, was about to win the the. He was tracking uh, that way. The the MVP, the MVP. tore his leg up. And then Nick Foles swooped in and won the Super Bowl and got a statue and Super Bowl MVP. And he's never regained the locker room in Philly. They let him go, and he he hasn't been that guy since before the injury. So this is who he is. Yeah, that statue of Nick Foles. I mean, that feels like a low, like a low sports self esteem thing to me. You're <laughs> <laughs> like you're shocked that we got here. You know, what I'm saying like, I, but I, hey man, the team loved Nick Foles. The lock of, that was why Carson Wentz was happy. Guys didn't respect or necessarily care for. Carson Wentz in that locker room. Nick Foles was beloved by the entire organization. And it was an outlier. Like, he had one of those years to where, for the rest of his life, he had that one year. It wasn't even a whole year. It wasn't. It wasn't even a whole year. It was and, a playoff and, run. You know, and, 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 I think Carson and, Wentz went down in week 14 of that yeah, season. Yeah, and sometimes that's all you need for of a statue. Of a 17-week at that point. Yep. Right, you know, Sometimes that's all you need. Three games in a playoff run with a Super Bowl MVP, and you get a statue. I mean. <laughs> Immediately, though. you don't. We don't have to wait. And good for him. Good for him. That was the 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 highlight of his uh, of his and, and you know that's though? a big highlight. It's hard to say. To, it's a good highlight to have. The majority of NFL players, the majority of quarterbacks who've ever played, don't have anything close to that highlight. They may be in the Hall of Fame, they may have a bunch of yards, but they don't have that. That is true. That is true. I say the thing about the Commanders though, this team to me ultimately a disappointment this season. Uh, in that, I to me they seem like a talented roster. Outside of the quarterback position. And it feels like, I mean, I look at their skill players, Dotson, uh, McLaurin, Robinson, the running back, Gibson, the running back. Like, I think that that is a team that, you know, if you're just looking around the NFC, like, I think they have better weapons than the Giants. Right? I think they yeah, have, you know, yeah. I think the Giants are a playoff team. defense is better. A defense is better. Right. I think they have better weapons than the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are a playoff team. Right, it's it's just you know I I struggle with this Commanders team in a way that the Ron Rivera is the situation, but ultimately I think that it's kind of one of those scenarios where as long as the football is decent and all right around here, and Ron Rivera continues to be, I don't think a nice guy, right? You know, kind of somebody that you can uh, 
look at and, and kind of hold up and polish as like the face of your franchise. I don't think you're going to see anything different around there in Washington anytime soon because of the way the ownership is. Yeah, um, they got to fix the ownership problem, uh, which I I believe they're working on now because it everything it starts at the top and trickles down. If you're not buttoned up up top, then you're not going to be buttoned up uh, in the locker room. Uh, but you know Carson Wentz is done there. Obviously, Taylor Heineke is not the not the the the, the fix. It's just a quintessential backup quarterback. To me. But Taylor what I'll Heineke. tell you is, if you take this very team and you put somebody like a Derek Carr on it, now we're having a different conversation. The Raiders have sent Derek Carr home. Oh yeah, right. And the market for him this offseason is going to be tremendous. The Commanders are one of those teams that should be in the market for a Derek Carr. So are the Colts. So are the New York Giants, the Jets. I mean, the market for him is going to be unreal. It's going to be significant. And we rarely see this where you got quarterbacks who are, you know, kind of jettisoned out in this way that are still like, uh, you know, high, high highly uh, regarded. And Derek Carr, I mean, you know, Carolina, yep. another one. That's that's what they said. I was uh, asking you about this in a little bit. Steve Wilkes, interim head coach, they said that they're going to get try to get the quarterback and the offense fixed together instead of just uh, just giving removing the tag. I, you know, I'm sure Steve Wilkes will interview and have a offensive plan as John Morant just that guy is incredible boy he's something else John Morant is incredible and with that I'll let Brian Finley update you on what Jaws got going on and the rest of the stuff going on in the world of sports beef in my boy what's trending? what is going on Ephraim and Martin man I feel this is going to be a lot of fun of a show got you guys both in this will be a blast yes we got John Morant putting on a show as always I think he might just be the MVP of the NBA and don't tell anybody I said that but as far as the NFL is concerned we got the Sunday night game happening right now no score between the Ravens and the Steelers Steelers have first and goal right now at the seven yard line of Baltimore Kenny Pickett there at quarterback and to keep in mind here the Steelers still have a chance to make the postseason obviously there's a lot that has to be done here they have to win tonight and week 18 and then you have to have the Bills beat the Patriots the Jets beat the Dolphins there's all kinds of playoff scenarios with just not just them but other teams as well we're not going to bore you with all of that because I think that it would turn your turn our brains into mush but just to keep an eye on both these teams certainly in the playoff consideration including the Steelers even though they're seven and eight on the year other games from earlier in the NFL Tayshawn Gibson with that key interception in overtime for the 49ers then sets up the 23 yard field goal make as San Francisco wins against the Raiders 37 to 34 Las Vegas officially out of the postseason conversation. And with that win for the Niners, they are now up to the number two spot in the NFC. And the Vikings have dropped down to number three. That's because they suffered an embarrassing loss to the Packers, 41-17. to And with that win, Green Bay is into the postseason with a win next week. How about that for Aaron Rodgers and his team after the slow start to the season that they had? The Chargers have now won four in a row after they pound the Rams, 31-10. to The Seahawks remain in the playoff conversation after they knocked the Jets out of a postseason 
decent bid with a 23-6 W. The Commanders are no longer playoff possible with their home loss to the Browns 24-10. Carson Wentz returning as the starting quarterback and made a mess of things out there with those three interceptions. The Eagles had a chance to clinch the one seed in the NFC today. They could not do it because they fell to the Saints 20-10. No Jalen Hurts as Garner Minshew was the quarterback for Philadelphia in that game. The Jaguars, how about them? 8-8 eight and eight on the year. AFC South, they are in first place after their 31-3 W against the Texans. So Jacksonville now, if you look ahead to them, they can win the division with a victory this upcoming week against Tennessee. That would be this upcoming Sunday. And the Titans, by the way, they've dropped six straight. They're 7-9 and nine on the year, so things aren't looking so good on their side of things. The Buccaneers take home the NFC South Division title with that 30-24 W against the Panthers. The Giants storm into the postseason for the first time since 2016 after routing the Colts 30-10. to And New York quarterback Daniel Jones had those two touchdowns passes and then he had two scores with his feet as well so combining for four scores big game for him and a breakout like performance the Patriots staying in the playoff hunt as they get it done against the Dolphins 23 to 21 and Miami continuing their losing streak and Teddy Bridgewater who played a lot of quarterback in this game for Miami he suffered an injury to his fingers so it appears as if he's not going to be available next week and to a tongue of of course remains in concussion protocol. The Chiefs are still in the running for that number one seed in the AFC with one week to go after beating the Broncos 27-24. The Lions are right in the thick of things when it comes to the NFC wild card after their 41-10 W over the Bears. And as I send it back to you, Ephraim and Martin, the Seahawks, what they need to do to get in the postseason, they got to win and they have to hope for a loss or a tie by Green Bay against Detroit. So essentially, Seahawks need to take care of business week 17 and then hope that Green Bay messes up in week 18. But that seems to be a hard thing to, to, to canvas right now considering how well this, this Packer team is playing. Let me ask you this. If, if Detroit beats Green Bay, Detroit needs Seattle to lose to be, to be in? Or if Detroit wins, they're they're in. Well, how how does that, how is that working between Seattle and Detroit and Green Bay? Yeah, so those are the three teams. Essentially, they just put out. Here we go. So, the Packers clinch with a win versus the Lions. That's all that Green Bay needs. Right. The Lions can clinch with a win against the Packers. And they also need a loss from the Seahawks when they take on the Rams in Week 18. And the Seahawks can clinch by beating the Rams and then Green Bay losing. Ah. So that's how it all amounts. There's so many different scenarios Ah. out there with only one week to go. Nice. I mean, this is madness at the (laughs) bottom of the NFC, especially when you look at, I think we're all looking at, which one of these teams is going to beat the Vikings in the first round? (laughs) Like, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like, that's, is it going to be the Lions? Is it going to be the Packers? Is it going to be the Seahawks? It'll, it'll be, they will be matched up with, because they're, I mean, they might even be in fourth. I don't, man, I don't even know with Minnesota, man. It's just not looking good for them going into the playoffs. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam, uh, coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. One team that did clinch today, 
Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How sweet. Hosting a NFL playoff game this year. How? Which in most years wouldn't be a surprise. But this one, it's you know what it, it is just a mass, mass connection of ineptitude. <laughs> in the NFC this South. Is crazy. In the NFC South. So many pretty much every other team besides the uh the Buccaneers had it on a platter at some point throughout the season and decided, you know what? Why not? Let's just punt. But Tom Brady led uh it was big fourth quarter, had to come back against the Carolina Panthers. And clinched in the playoffs. Obviously, the question is now, this Buccaneers team not been great. Well, the crazy thing is, if it if everything stands like this, the Buccaneers would have to play Minnesota. Wow. I believe that is correct. No, that was not right. Because the Buccaneers no, would be the four seed. The four seed. The Buccaneers would be the four and Minnesota will be, if they win. Pretty sure Minnesota's the second seed locked. Minnesota's a, a division winner as well. They're, so they would be three. Yeah, they so would be three. They, they would have to play them in the second round. The second round. Because Tampa's going to play with either some combination of Dallas, Dallas New York, yep. Detroit, Washington, or, or Green Bay. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for this time next week when we have a bright, clear picture of the playoffs coming up because that's going to be good. Well, man, we could see a uh, a Rodgers-Brady wildcard matchup. <laughs> All right. Whoa, uh, that would be, be something. This is going to be good, man. I'm telling you. This is this – is, um, it's a lot of uh, – and look, I was one of the people who counted Brady – and counted Rodgers out midway through the season when they were anemic and just sputtering along. And now you did. I was celebrating it. <laughs> but I was also celebrating the new guard of of young up and coming star quarterbacks with the Allens and the Burrows and the uh, the the uh, Herberts, of course, mm-hmm. Mahomes. We got some new energy at the quarterback position. Uh, Brock Purdy. Yo, Brock the Rock. You know what I mean? Jalen Hurts. We have new energy as we usher out some of the all-time greats. Uh, Now we have these young guns who will be leading these teams for the next 10, 12 years, and it's exciting. Yeah, I mean – this is one part of the reason why this is the best show on TV. With the Giants clinching their playoff berth, an incredible How NFL streak that? continues. All right? Since 1990, it's almost my entire life. <laughs> At least four teams qualify for the playoffs in every season that were not in the postseason the year before. So, if you're looking at, you know, I'm looking at you, Chicago Bears. I'm looking at you, Denver Broncos. Indianapolis Colts, it may be ugly now. But. But. Houston. It could turn around quick. Broncos. It could. T- hey, <laughs> Broncos might, might not be on the turnaround quick well, level. It, they depend, it depends on who. It depends on who they replace Nathaniel Hackett with. I can tell you that. But I, I will say, speaking of that Bronco game, Russ looked okay today. He looked okay. Not the usual terrible that we've seen from him. Um, he looked okay. 
there were fewer. Oh my God! What are you doing? Moments yeah, yeah. watching this game. Than he was there serviceable today. He was serviceable. And, and, and you know, you know, that's a conversation we should talk about because this Chiefs defense. I mean, again, Ephraim, I know you don't bet, but one of the best bets of the season has been Broncos team under. They can't set it low enough. <laughs> they don't score. This team doesn't score. They can't set it low enough. I would take it at three. I mean, they don't set it low enough. For the Chiefs that now have given up, I believe, 48 points to the Broncos in their in their matchup, mm-hmm. in their division matchups. That's concerning because this, I mean, this Broncos team is one of the worst in the game. It's one of the worst in football. And if Patrick Mahomes wasn't, I mean, playing at the level of just otherworldly right now. Yeah, maybe some trouble. This Chiefs team would be in trouble. But the good thing is Patrick Mahomes is playing otherworldly right now. But, per uh, usual. I mean, exactly. It's kind of just what you're used to seeing. Fifth, I mean, how about this? Patrick Mahomes moved into the rarest of company on Sunday, joining Tom Brady and Drew Brees as the only quarterbacks to have multiple 5,000-yard passing seasons. Mm. The boy is special. The he, boy is yes, different. He is. And you know what people need to stop doing? Stop saying he's not the MVP because anytime you put somebody else up next to him, something bad happened. <laughs> Jalen Hurts got hurt. Justin Jefferson got grittied on in the first quarter. Mm. Uh, stop doing it. Stop doing it. Because the news going to come next. They're going to say it's going to be Joe Burrow. Oh, don't do it to Joe. And don't do it to my boy. Don't do it to Joe. Don't do it to my boy. I'll tell you what, Joe Burrow and Cincinnati, they're not afraid of the Packers with Mahomes and the Chiefs, though. They don't care. Not one bit. Coming up next, we'll get into more of this football. Look in on Sunday Night Football as well. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam, Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare martin weiss e from salam welcome to the fox sports radio tailgate presented by the big green egg nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a big green egg it's the most versatile grill that you'll ever own backed by a lifetime warranty roll with the best shop online for free delivery at biggreenegg.com lifetime warranty free home delivery biggreenegg.com we were just talking uh, about nick Foles and his uh statue in philly and how everybody loved him well 
He's no longer in Philly. He's in Indianapolis today, and he got knocked out of the game by Kayvon Thibodeau. You saw this? Yeah. So Thibodeau sacks him, then rolls over and proceeds to do snow angels. Mind you, no snow on the ground at the time. I just, yeah, I thought it was, you know, good to add for posterity. No snow on the ground. But what was on the ground was Nick Foles Mm -hmm. because he was hurt. And uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, you know, did not see apparently Nick Foles uh, being injured, you know, recovering or suffering his ribs injury. I think it was ribs. And then as he's leaving the field, he goes to the sideline and does the Steph Curry, I just put him to sleep move. Now, Colt Center Ryan Kelly says, you know, it's a Bush League move. You're looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like he might be hitting Nick Foles with his hands <laughs> as he's making the snow angel. He's very close to him. What's your take on this? Uh, it, it, look, he didn't know that he was hurt. He, You know how guys get defensive linemen get when they get sacks. Sure. You know, they lose their mind. That's what they do. Uh, and so he was, you know, celebrating uh, getting a sack. And it just so happens that uh, the hit forced uh, Nick Foles to, you know, get hurt. I get it. I understand it. I'm sure this man didn't, you know, intend to do that. He's got a sack. He's a rookie. Yeah. It's a big, and it was a big play. And a game that the Giants really needed to win to, you know, uh, they won and they're in now. And I mean, they did beat the Colts by 28 points. So it wasn't. You know, necessarily in contention, but a game they had to come out and win. But you know what? I'm thinking about this right now. Did you ever celebrate a pancake? Nah, come on, man. Offensive linemen just go to work, homie. We don't we don't get the fanfare. We don't get the, you know, the ooh, the dance. No, no, we just go to work. I run somebody over. I get up, good, get back to the huddle, and try to go do it again. Think about it like this. If we play 65 plays a game, and I dominate a defensive end for 64 plays, Mm-hmm. I don't celebrate after every sixty after every play. That is true. He gets one sack or one quarterback hit. He pop locking. He gritty and he kick worming. Right, snow angels. Right. <laughs> so it's a different mentality from being a protector and a hunter. Like there's a different mindset there. I got it. Right. So this young man, Kayvon Thibodeau, is a very high draft pick for the their first round draft pick. Um, he's played in. 14 games, he has three sacks. <laughs> you get he's it? He's probably been thinking about that snow angel for so, a while. So <laughs> uh, he's going to celebrate uh, an accomplishment like that that hasn't been, you know, steadily coming for him every game. This is his learning, and he can be a beast. Tomorrow, Next year he'll be a beast. The year after that he'll get better and better. I know he had some injuries early on. But this is it's a situation for – you know him to to and en- enjoy the hunt because it's it's tough. It's tough to get in there, man. If you want you want to make some noise, you know you got you you got to hunt. And you know he has twenty nine solo tackles and 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 three sacks and fourteen games. He's going to get better and he's going to be a problem. Yeah, and he has been, like you said, he was nicked a little bit. I didn't think it was much of anything. Uh, football's a violent game, guys. People get hurt. Oh, it's it, violent. It's, it's the way that it is. I mean, it is a, by definition, the way that this thing goes. 
So ultimately, I mean, eventually somebody is going to be celebrating while somebody's hurt, right? I don't think I'm much more concerned about a dirty hit than I am, you know, a clean hit. And then a celebration after. Yeah, and then a celebration after that. Um, But, yeah, it's kind of much ado about nothing. But I do understand Ryan Kelly's point of, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I got to step up for my quarterback. My this and plus this franchise, this Colts franchise is a laughing stock right now. They got a joke of a coach. I mean, you know, it's just it, it, they're a joke of a coach. They're tanking openly. I don't know why no one else is like mm-hmm. upset about this. But you know, if you put people who are incompetent in positions of power, you know, it's essentially it's tanking. You know, if you have your five year old kid drive the car, guess what? It's gonna get, you're probably gonna get in an accident. Latarian Milton, you ever seen that video? Yeah. <laughs> I like to do bad things. Yeah. I want to do hood rat things with my friends. <laughs> That's what the Colts are doing right now, hood rat things with their friends. I mean. They need a quarterback, and they're going to find one in the draft. I know that. Well, I really want to know. I wonder if Jeff Saturday can go back to media after this. How do you criticize a head coach? <laughs> but, uh, coming up next, we'll get into more football. Martin and E from Salam, Fox Sports Radio. That's right, Martin Weiss, Ma- Ephraim Salam. Martin Weiss, who was the eighth grade high jump champion. My guy, my man, Ephraim Salam. Get it right, baby. Yeah, I love boy. it. Broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac.com. We'll help you get there with an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers because Tyrac.com is the way tire buying should be. Now, Ephraim. All season, the Philadelphia Eagles were atop the NFC playoffs, uh, NFC standings, and they're still there. However, they lost to the Saints today. And no Lane Johnson. Uh, Chauncey Gardner is uh, uh, hurt, the cornerback. No Jalen Hurts. Now I get Nick Sirianni. He's going in his press conference talking about how close Jalen Hurts is. Well, he's been close for two games and no cigar of seeing Jalen Hurts back out on the field. And this Eagles offense, uh, save for a 75-yard A.J. Brown touchdown, which he is just going to do, it seems, every single game this year, they didn't have much going on. And I'm wondering now if this one seed is in jeopardy. Uh, Well, it's definitely in jeopardy. They can't afford, and I think no matter what, they weren't going to play Jalen this game. I think they'll play him next game, uh, the final game of the year, to lock up that one seed. Then he can rest for a week before they have to play. You don't want him to be missing almost a month before he gets back on the field and it be in a divisional playoff game. Like You don't want to do that. You want to make sure he heals enough to where he can come back, he can play, finish out the season strong. You guys lock up the number one seed and get a a bye, get the bye, get a rest, and, and, and move forward from there. So I think he plays next week against the Giants so they can solidify the number one seed. And how funny is that? Giants got nothing to play for. Nope. They're locked in. Eagles got everything to play for and would love, love an extra break in, in, this, in, the, in the form of that first-round bye that comes with the one seed overall. Yeah, I, I think that Jalen Hurts is probably was more hurt than they let on in the beginning. 
Like, yeah, anytime you fall that hard on your throwing shoulder, there's, you know, reason for, for concern and caution. And, you know, you don't – all they have to do is win one of the last three games to lock up the number one seed. So you feel, given the way Gardner Minshew played against the Dallas Cowboys, that you would have an opportunity – to get that done against the Saints. Um, It didn't work. It didn't happen. Gardner Minshew looked like, you know, Gardner Minshew, a backup quarterback. Uh, He was sacked six times. It was a feeding frenzy on both sides of the ball. Neither offensive line could protect uh, the quarterback. So it was one of those situations where, um, you know, it just was an ugly game. And and New Orleans, you know, played better. Both teams gave up six sacks. Andy Dalton is a, a better backup quarterback. Andy Dalton was a starter and had ultimate success. Well, not ultimate, but pretty good, a successful run uh, as a starter. But, yeah, you know, it was, it was just it, – it wasn't a, a good game for Philly, especially for being uh, at home. There were some booze coming out. Uh, you know how Philly fans are. And and they have to right the ship, right? You do all the work all season to have the type of record where going into last week's game, you were 13-1. and one. Mm-hmm. You do all that hard work, and now you just, you know, you, you let it go away the last two weeks. And it's imperative that they get that that number one seed so they can get more rest for Jalen Hurts. But he had, in my opinion, for them to do that, he has to play this next week, uh, this game against the Giants. Ephraim, I'm a Saints fan. Grew up in New Orleans, going to games in the Superdome. Mark Ingram goes out of bounds. On it later turns out he has a torn MCL. Goes out of bounds instead yeah. of going down inbounds. Yep. The Buccaneers win that game on a last-second game-clinching drive by Tom Brady. You know what the Saints have done since then? They're undefeated. Since that moment, this team should be winning the division. But they're mm-hmm. not. But they're Because Mark Ingram ran out of bounds. Just like that. Just, Just like, that. like that. This team should be ahead in the division. Game of inches, baby. With Andy Dalton and Dennis Allen. That magical pairing should be leading the division right now. But no. Mark Ingram. Y'all let Tom Brady squeak on in there, man. I mean. Y'all let him squeak in there. They did. They did. They did. And you know what? Now that it's going to be hell to pay because I. It's going to be dangerous. It's going to be dangerous for a lot of people out there now. Good luck. I would not want to go see Tampa. I mean, it's especially as sleeping dog as that team has been all year. Boy, Mike Evans. Whew. Two 50-yard touchdowns today. Where's that been all year? Man, Tom was just like, hey, look here, man. We're going to either live or die together, brother. Dang. They live. I mean, in the last in the last six Saints games, they beat the Rams, 13-0 loss to the 49ers, and Buccaneers by one. And then 3-0 against the Falcons, Browns, and Eagles. Against the Eagles, the number one team in the NFC. Oh, it's just maddening. Infuriates me, man. Get it off your chest, man. It's all right. You're in a safe space. 
<laughs> I got to sit here. I, I mean, I get Andy Dalton has, you know, had success in this league. Jameis Winston was leading the league in passing yards. 30 touchdowns. I get it came with 30 interceptions. But still. Anyway. You can't have 30 interceptions, though. Like, you get that's It's, it's it actually aggr- it hard to do. <laughs> it was aggressive. It's hard to throw 30 interceptions. But you might be able to play quarterback and not throw thirty interceptions. I think you may have a uh, higher. Uh, I mean, are you, you were, sure me, about that? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you were the, you know, eighth grade high jump champion. So. That is true. That is true. In eighth grade, I was the man, homie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this right here, Eagles. The thing about it, I would be much more concerned about the Eagles losing the one seat if the Vikings were any good. Oh no, that, that's some that's some some trash. You know what I mean? I I would have been more concerned about that, but now I just don't. You know, I I'm not. I see them getting the buy. Ultimately, though, they have got got to but get I'll healthy. Tell you what? The Vikings may be some trash, but you know who is not? The San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers on their fourth quarterback. I, I this is an unofficial metric by me. But the 49ers lead the league in ooh hits. Like when they when you know, when you see Tufunga or Ufunga or Fred Warner or you know uh Eric Armstead or Nicky Bosa or one of them coming around and it's bam. It's like ooh. Hey man. They lead the league in that. Yeah, 9 and 0. Oh. They are 9 and 0. Oh. They're on a nine game winning streak. I mean, getting it done all different types of ways. How about people who were saying uh you're going to give all that up for Christian McCaffrey? Yes. Yes. Yes, we are. Complete game changer. It was, I was talking with this with our with our producer, Bo, uh, off the air. The 49ers have made the quarterback position very similar to what the rest of the league did with running backs, where it's like, you need a good one still. right? You're going to need somebody who can you know, still go get the job done. But ultimately, this is not going to be dependent on Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, or whoever is the guy behind the center. It's like we're gonna be this is gonna we're gonna win this game, not necessarily on your right arm, pal. And uh to me, I, it's a beautiful brand of football to watch. Uh it is dangerous. It's good. It's you know, they get Debo back for the playoffs. Right? With Christian, Debo, Ayuk. Kind of K- felt like today, Kittle. honestly, kind of felt like today Debo would have went if it was a playoff game. Like, and, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you Absolutely. know, it's like, it's, I don't want to say they're, they're like resting their guys just openly, but it felt like, you know, Debo would have went if it was a playoff game. But you know what? That's why we got Christian McCaffrey. That's exactly why they have Christian McCaffrey. He's dangerous, brother. I mean, he's uh, second all-time to uh, Marshall Falk with having games where you have at least 50 rushing yards and 50 receiving uh to the receiving yards, yards in, in a game. Marshall Falk had 41 of them. I think uh, Christian McCaffrey has 27 of them. Jeez. I mean, it's it. they got a wide receiver that can play running back. They got a running back that can play wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And they got a tight end who's faster than a lot of wide receivers. And they got a coach who knows how to use them all. And, no, and look, nobody is less interested in, then defense is after George Kittle has a, like a 15 yard catch. Like, would you? Like, nobody is less interested in trying to do make something happen when, because uh, when Kittle gets rumbling, man, it seems like just 
either people aren't catching up to him, or when they do, they're not very interested in trying to go ahead and uh, and hit that big fella down. I mean, that's and that's really why I really like this team. And the wide receivers are coming along too. Ayuk uh, has been a number one type guy, but I think you see that uh, Jennings on the other side is showing a lot of juice. They're dangerous. Um, and then again, Brock Purdy does not look scared. No, he he's up for the moment, man. Uh, watching him play, watching him. That this was a big game, in my opinion. This was a big game for the Brock Purdy story, and he performed pretty good. <laughs> right? He came out two hundred eighty-four yards, two touchdowns. Uh, but when it was in, he was in a situation where you know he had to score point. They were down in this game. And, you know, they scored 13 points in, in the fourth quarter and took the game into overtime. Robbie Gold, good as gold, my guy, known Robbie a long time, should have ended it in regulation. They didn't. They didn't get down on themselves. And uh, they came away w- w- with a victory. You know, a heck of a deep defense was gave up over 500 yards. Which is uncharacteristic uh, uh, with them and, and what they've been doing. They gave up 17 points in 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 the second half, which is another thing that they're not used to doing. But when it's all said and done, they came up with the play of the game, with the interception and the return. Uh, one kneel down in the middle of the field. Robbie Gold kicks it. Now they have an opportunity to. Uh, to win the the number one seat next week, yeah, I, you know the thing the thing with the uh, this Niners team, what I saw today, what impressed me, the defense, which has been the calling card of this team, was not there. It was it was it was tough. I mean, we saw Jared Stidham in his first start, you know, had four hundred yards passing. Right, that's that is not the type of effort. Excuse me, is what the 49ers generally put out. Boy, that boy had something on his mind. He was trying to, he was like, I'm trying to get a job, y'all. Look, and we'll talk about that coming up next, whether or not the Raiders made the right decision to bench Derek Carr. Because like we just said, they took the 49ers to overtime. That's that's big. Martin Weiss, Eve from Salam, Fox Sports Football Sunday. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam. Football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM on Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff. That's right, tune in on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. We take you all the way live to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio on the iHeartRadio app. That's presented by BetMGM. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam, coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. Ephraim, let's continue the conversation we were having before we were rudely interrupted by that commercial break. The San Francisco 49ers and the Las Vegas Raiders went to overtime. They went to overtime after Derek Carr and the uh, ended up being very unceremoniously benched for uh, Jared Stidham. And Derek Carr watched this game just like you and me on our on the couch at the crib. At the crib. Now, I say this to say. Jared Stidham, you got his lines up right there. Oh, what did man. he do th- for had over 400 yards passing? No, he had 365. Okay, 365. Three touchdowns. He did have two picks uh, for 108 passing rating. Not bad. Not bad. So, you know, everybody did a victory lap, or a lap, I should say, on Josh McDaniels and the way he benched Derek Carr. And, you know, I don't know if there's a good way to get benched, right? You know, generally. There is not. Yeah, it seems like something that is just uh, not great in general, right? And people were equating it to when Bob McAdoo benched Eli Manning and, and killed his consecutive start streak and all this and that. But, I mean, Stiddy played well. He played extremely well. He was playing for a job. Um, And... You know, it's it was one of those situations where Josh McDaniels knows Jared Stidham from his time in New England. You know what you have, right? He didn't know Derek Carr. Derek Carr didn't fulfill the things that Josh McDaniel wanted from the quarterback position. And so he made a move to someone he was familiar with. It happens all the time. Um... Uh, with less uh, higher profile players at different positions. The spotlight is on the quarterback because it's the quarterback. But this type of move happens all the time within the locker room. Uh, Coaches, that's why they bring guys over. I remember I was in Jacksonville and Gary Kubiak got the head coaching job in Houston. He called me, hey, why don't you come to Houston with me? It was me and uh, several other guys who came over from Houston uh, to help him, uh, you know, install his system and 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 get get guys uh, a plane at the level that he had been accustomed to. And, and Jared Stidham came in and ran the offense flawlessly because he knows the offense. He's he's he 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 came into the league in the offense, so it was a situation where uh, it wasn't shocking to me that he came out and and. Had a fully uh, full grasp of it. It was shocking to me that he was able to do that to the league's top defense. That was shocking to me. But once again, it's hard for a team to prepare for a quarterback that they don't have tape on. Fair. And and, and whenever you see something like that happen, 
because the Raiders have offensive weapons. Uh, I mean, uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, Brandon Bolden, and including they rushed for uh, 135 yards. Devontae Adams, 153 yards. Darren Waller, welcome back. 72 yards. They have weapons. Devontae Adams is, you know, I think the best receiver in the league is is one of those titles that kind of moves around a lot. But Devontae Adams has had some of the most ridiculous catches this year. Oh, yeah, bro. Bro's on one. I mean, he's been hooping. And so the idea that, you know, I get that Derek Carr's his guy, right? But are we really thinking that Devontae Adams is going to be like, I want out of here because Derek Carr is not going to be the quarterback going forward? Nah, I mean, you, you know, they he's under contract. He just signed a lucrative contract. So he may be upset, but I'll tell you what, he wasn't that upset. He has seven receptions, 453 yards, and two touchdowns. And I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you, you, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. when you break, when when you're in a relationship and you break up, and then the next girl you date is like, oh, this is better. I mean, right? Like, so it's one of those. That they'll always be friends. Of course, they were course. in college together. You know, Derek uh, Carr is one of the reasons why Devontae Adams is in the league. Their time at Fresno State together. True. Put up crazy numbers for both of them. And so this is a situation where you're butt hurt now, but moving forward, whether Jared Stidham will be the coach, uh, excuse me, the, the quarterback, quarterback uh, of the future uh, for the Raiders, we don't know. We don't know what that position is going to look like uh, next year there. But he'll he'll get over not having Derek Carr there. You know, he will. Yeah, uh, I think so too. Ultimately, especially I don't. I mean, I don't know if Jared Stenham is going to continue to play like this, right? I think that would be probably a stretch. Well, he was balling. I mean, yeah, that you know, it'd probably be a stretch to say he continued to play like this. But ultimately, yeah, I think Devontae Adams. I think that was a little bit overblown. The whole conversation in the off season. I mean, in the in the last week rather about how you know that's his guy and he's going to be mad. He might demand a trade, and you know I, you could demand all you want, right? I mean, like what's he? I just don't. What's the end game here? You know, I don't see it uh, in terms of the the Derek Carr thing. But like you said. He'll be on the market. That's going to be a high a high price tag. Tom Brady likely will be on the market as well. So there's going to be uh, some quarterback movement. That looks like it is guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, for Deontay, you signed a five-year, $140 million deal. I mean, what, what, are, we, what are we talking about here? <laughs> right? What, what, what are we talking about? Yeah, I, that's kind of where I'm end, I end up on it as well. I think that, uh, you know, and, and also, too, like, the Raiders have not been terrible this year. Uh, they've lost in some really embarrassing ways, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and and But they've been in the fight for most of the games, right? They had a stinker down in New Orleans. But outside, I mean, they've really been in the fight. And you could probably make the argument that if you were getting better play out of your quarterback position in some of these games, then you they would have a better record and be contending in a playoff spot. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And, 
you know, Devontae Adams made $43 million this year. <laughs> Yo, I I think I'd be Let happy with whatever what was going on if I was making $43 million. Let that sink in. At the end of next year, you know, it would have been two years, $50 million. Right? Man. So it's... If only I could run a 4-4... Jump and catch. But you high, you high jump, man. You you had it. You yeah, had it, but you, you know what? NIL wasn't popping back then, bro. They wasn't cutting the checks for the eighth graders. You know what I mean? They wasn't cutting the checks for the eighth graders in the same way. Uh, Brian Fenley, my man, what's going on in the world of sports? You got yeah. the NBA. Go, uh, NBA's going. Uh, NFL. This is going to halftime soon, right? But B, what's going on, bro? Yeah. So you mentioned John Morant last hour, Martin, and right now he's got 20 points. The Grizzlies are actually trailing at home against the 19 and 15 King 67 to 63 that one early goings of the third quarter we'll obviously have our eyes on what else is happening in the NBA as the night rolls on but when it comes to the NFL yes as you pointed out late in the second quarter it is a 3-3 score between the Ravens who have already clinched a spot in the postseason and the Steelers who are postseason hopeful there's 32 seconds left in the second quarter and Tyler Huntley is trying to lead the Ravens to a score they're in the red zone here with that 32 seconds left in the second quarter five of seven through the air and just 40 yards passing earlier Brock Purdy with those 284 yards passing and two touchdowns one interception helping the 49ers come back in overtime and win against the Raiders 37 to 34 that knocked Las Vegas out of postseason contention and after the game Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan analyzing the play of Purdy in the contest we had to come from behind especially there at the end you know he made a ton of plays today but there's a number that he missed too and that's the coolest part for some he'd love to have back it was never one way too much or the other where he was struggling or doing well but there were some mixed plays and um, to keep coming back and keep attacking he never got gun shy found a way to win the 49ers are now into that number two spot of the NFC. When you look at the playoff picture, the Vikings have dropped down to the third spot. They embarrassed themselves in a loss against the Packers 41 to 17. Green Bay is in the postseason with a slight caveat. They have to win week 18, so that would be next week. By the way, Kirk Cousins three interceptions in this latest game for Minnesota. The Chargers find a way to beat the Rams 31-10. L.A. now riding out that winning streak to four games. The playoff hopeful Seahawks knock the Jets out of a potential postseason bid with a 23-6 W. The Commanders are no longer playoff eligible with their home loss to the Browns 24-10. The Eagles, quarterback by Gardner Minshew, losing to the Saints 20-10, so Philadelphia failing to clinch that that one seed for now in the NFC. The Jaguars leading the AFC South with their 31-3 win against the Texans. And Jacksonville can win the AFC South with a victory this coming Sunday at the Tennessee Titans in a game that will have a lot on the line between those two. The Titans, by the way, slumping with six straight losses. The Buccaneers take home the NFC South title with their 30-24 W against the Panthers. The Giants work a 38-10 victory against the Colts, thanks in large part to quarterback Daniel Jones and those three, rather four touchdowns he accounted for, two through the air, two on the ground. The Patriots of the Dolphins 23-21, to New York, or excuse me, New England, is still in the playoff hunt, and so are the Dolphins. They're going to need some help, though. The Chiefs are in that 
pilot's position in the, the catbird seat, if you will, for that number one spot in the AFC with one week to go after their win, 24-24 to against the Broncos. And I'll leave you with this, guys. The Lions are still in the thick of things in the NFC wildcard picture after their 41-10 to win against the Bears. It seems like Ephraim and Martin, everybody is beating up on the Bears, but the Lions playing for something into Week 18, that one will be a fun team to monitor. Yeah, B-Fan, appreciate you on that one. And I tell you what, something I wasn't expecting, was not expecting for the Lions to be playing meaningful December games. You know, all the contests mean something, right? Yeah. They're all pros. And everybody's out there trying to make a, trying to make a buck, a dollar, you know, make, make a living for their families. But the idea that the Detroit Lions, who earlier this year got blown out by Bailey Zappi, 29 to nothing. Bailey Zappi had him looking like they were ready. They were ready to uh, to jettison Mac Jones out of town. It still might be, but that team, that Lions team, all they got to do is beat the Packers, and they're in. Go figure. Yeah, they're playing well, man. They they got to beat the Packers, and they need Seattle to lose. Um, and it's crazy because watching Hard Knocks this summer with the Detroit Lions. People fell in love with their uh with, with with Dan Campbell and their their assistant coaches. Um it was boring outside of that, but you can see that Dan Campbell has changed the culture there in Detroit and in that locker room by how how hard these guys are playing. They've bought in, they believe in what he's trying to do. And it's evident. They can put up points. I mean, Jared Goff, man, he's slinging that thing. They got Jared Goff looking like. Uh, I mean, who would have thought at the beginning of the year that Jared Goff would have a better year uh, numbers-wise than Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers? Or whatever is going on in, in Los Angeles, right? Right. The, the, How about that? The, yeah, I think the uh, – what's the Rams' record if they just had Jared Goff back right now? I mean, <laughs> man, you know, it's it, – it's been a wild. Uh, it's been a wild season. One of the things that made this season so wild: the Miami Dolphins. Your boy Mike McDaniel. They started out this thing eight and three. Well, Ephraim. <laughs> five weeks later, they still got eight wins. <sighs> Oof, that's ugly. I mean, it is hard to lose five games in a row in this league. I feel like, like yeah, especially with that type of talent. Right. The teams that we see do it, like Brian just said, the Bears, right? They're devoid of talent. The Texans, devoid of talent. The Dolphins have multiple offensive pro bowlers. Bradley Chubb on the defensive side of the ball. Xavier Howard. Javon Holland. What's up with this? I think this is like this guy, Mike McDaniel, was arguably coach of the year. Through thirteen weeks or twelve weeks of the season, and it as soon as the, as soon as we started celebrating the holidays, Thanksgiving rolls around and they just fall off a cliff. Yeah, I think uh, the instability at the quarterback position with with Tua and the concussions, I think that's really uh, destabilized what started out to be a, a, a tremendous season. Uh, the team believed in Tua. Tua believed in what Mike was trying to do. 
uh, and not having him there, although Teddy Bridgewater is a uh, reliable backup, is just not the same. Uh, it's not the same at all. The energy's not the same, and I, I think this is the result of it. And, and, and Bridgewater broke his finger today, so yep. he'll be out of there. And, you know, it was, the, the common refrain was uh, when they were 8-3, and three, they're undefeated in games at two of both starts and finishes. Like, well, okay. There's a reason why he's not finishing games, though. He's getting hit. Yeah. Yeah, they got to they gotta protect him, man, and he has to protect himself. Um, hopefully, he's okay in terms of uh, – being in the concussion protocol, and this isn't something that's career, uh, career damaging. Everybody's different. People respond to head trauma differently. Some guys can have a concussion and be fine. Some guys open themselves up to having multiple concussions, compound con- concussion sy- uh, symptoms, and it affects them. Well, a lot of guys retire early because of concussions. It just it just depends on the person and you know, hopefully you know, it, it, it works out for him uh to where he can keep playing the game that it, I, he obviously loves. Yeah, I mean, and it seems like the type of guy who is needs protection from himself. Uh, ultimately. Most most players do. He's, I know. I mean, it just uh you know, I, I what I don't understand though, Ephraim is, hey, what are these concussion spotters watching? Because I watched the game, you should see his head bounce off the ground. But also, isn't it in the Dolphins' best interest to get him out of there with the idea that this guy has a concussion and is not playing well? Like, even if it was just a knee injury, for example, and he wasn't able to run around, you'd be like, well, I'm going to get him out of there because he can't move. Mm -hmm. He had... Three of the worst interceptions we've seen all season at the end of that Packer game. Yeah, and, and I don't think that they I don't think that they they knew or recognized that because it just didn't it, it didn't seem like the spot is like if you don't exhibit any any symptoms, it's hard for a spotter to be like, oh, he hit his head. We got to get him out of there. Now, I think uh, an amendment to the rule should be if you've been in the concussion protocol within a certain amount of time, three weeks, whatever that is, if you do get a hit, if you have a noticeably uh, – if you, you noticeably get hit in the head or your head hits the ground, then there should be something that kicks in to where now – you know, they bring you out, they uh, assess you without you showing any A symptoms. preemptive one. Right. Something ahead of curve. I, I get that. I think, And I think that that would probably be the right way to go about something like this. But ultimately, too, if you're in the NFL, you got to get these guys watching a TV copy because that's what the 25 million other people are watching. <laughs> Right, I get you know what I'm saying. It's like that's what we're watching when we consume and we're talking about and discussing this. Sure, there's maybe forty thousand people at the thing at the game, but the twenty five million are watching on their televisions. I would suggest that they watch the TV copy as well. But coming up next, I talked to I talked to you about this just a minute ago. In terms of uh, in terms of um, 
Patrick Mahomes. They keep putting people up up next to him in the MVP discussion, and bad things keep happening. Who's going to be the next guy? We'll get to that next. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam, Fox Sports Radio. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome into the Fox Sports Radio tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill that you ever own. Backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, BigGreenEgg.com. So, VJ, <laughs> I'm sorry. Ephraim, I'm sorry. I just called you the wrong name. My bad, bro. That's okay, man. I'm, I'm here a lot, man. I'm talking on this radio, talking to all these different people. Wow. But, exactly. You know, that, I earned that one. It's I did cool. earn that one. It's but cool. you know what? I'm glad that you're- but you uh, came to my show and called me the wrong name. I, you know Boy, I, was, I tell you what, boy. Sometimes you think you know somebody, and then all of a sudden, then, you know. You know what it was? God becomes a stranger. Oh, I did. I did. 13-year NFL vet, this guy, and I'm blowing his name. Come on. <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing? I, you know, Scott Shapiro, hopefully he's not listening. Anyway, uh, like I said before here, man, Patrick Mahomes, by my dollar, has been the MVP the entire season. Now, it helped that I picked him week one to be the MVP. Well, and has mean, okay. progressed, right? But it seems like they had Josh Allen up there, MVP odds. He, you know, he partially tears his UCL. Bills have been up and down, right? Jalen Hurts is up there. You know, he gets falls on his throwing shoulder, out for two games. Justin Jefferson says, you know, I think I deserve to be in the conversation. Well, you were in the conversation for a week, pal. Then you had one catch 15 yards. Ephraim, I'm asking you, do you think Patrick Mahomes is the NFL MVP? And who's going to be the next guy they throw up there to just get ruined? I do believe he's the uh, the, the MVP of, of the league this year. Uh, 4,700 yards, uh, completing 67% of his passes, 37 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. I, I, I mean, there's a passing rating of 105 for the in, in, entire year. Yeah, it it it'll be hard to 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 beat that. Now Jalen Hurts was on, on pace to to be considered the the MVP because of his passing and his 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 rushing ability. But you know, don't sleep on Patrick Mahomes. He got three hundred twenty one yards rushing as well, as well as four touchdowns on the ground. But outside of that. You know, I guess Joe Burrow would be the the next guy. And I'm terrified for it. The Cincinnati Bengals go in, beat Buffalo, in contention for the one seed in the AFC. And you know what? Jamar Chase has been down at certain points. This guy's throwing touchdowns to Trenton Irwin. To anybody. Who's Trenton Irwin? That's two first names. Or two last names, rather. Trenton and Irwin. Who is that guy? Anyway, he's got like three touchdowns the last two weeks. You know, it's, it's the, the Bengals just—they've been—they've been under the radar. The, and I, the Bengals have crept up on people, which is weird because they were in the Super Bowl well, last year. Well, they started off a little slow, they so did. people, you know, counted them out. But now, you know, you look at Joe Burrow's numbers, and he's at almost forty-three hundred yards. He has a better completion percentage uh, than Patrick Mahomes. He has uh, 34 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. They're they're very comparable. They're very comparable. And I'm willing to bet 
it'll probably come down to who can solidify, you know, that number one seed. Now, of course, if Cincinnati wins tomorrow against Buffalo, they knock Buffalo out of the second spot. And if Cincinnati wins out and ends up, you know, 13 and four and Kansas City stumbles and ends up 13 and four. Like now, now the discussion is, okay, well, who is the MVP of the league? Right. Based on the numbers that both of those guys, both of those quarterbacks put up in, you know, in that, uh, in those, in the remaining games, Joe Burrow tomorrow and then uh, next week as well. Yeah, I actually went and bet on Joe Burrow to win the MVP last week. Oh, okay. And, uh, put some you put some ducats put, on put it. Some, put some money on there because, see, even there's a thing called closing line value. <laughs> I figured at this line, Joe Burrow MVP, I got it at 1,100. It's going to be sh- uh, shrinking significantly because I do think that they will go ahead and take care of the Bills this weekend, or Monday night, rather. And that's going to be a standalone primetime game. Against everybody, you know, everybody loves the Bills. Everybody loves that team. Look on TV, you can't find somebody to say something bad about the Bills unless you're talking to Martin Weiss. They don't run the ball. They don't run the ball. They don't run the ball. And I don't understand how no one is like, everybody's just okay with this. Well, they do run the ball. They just run the ball with Josh Allen. Well. Who has, they always closing in on 1,000 yards rushing, which is never a good thing. Uh, for the health and duration of your quarterback, especially if they've been banged up. But, um, you know, it, it's one of those situations where, you know, he and Singletary are are, are neck and neck for, you know, leading the, t- the team in rushing yards. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous that uh, – but, you know, and the defense is good. I think Leslie Frazier, we were talking about this in the break, Leslie Frazier should be getting a lot of looks right now as the guy who is, you know, buoyed, uh, I mean, stymied a lot of these dynamic offenses, you know. So, I don't know. We'll get to that. The Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Baltimore's got a 10-3 lead. We'll have more on that game coming up next. Martin Weiss, Ibram Salam, Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right. That's Ephraim Salam, 13-year NFL veteran. And that's Martin Weiss, who was the uh, winner of the eighth grade high jump championship. I love you, brother. That's that's exactly right. And we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there with an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. VJ, I'm God dog it. I'm sorry, bro. Did it again. I did it again. You know what it is? Because I was about to say something dumb, and he reminds me of saying dumb things. I'm sorry. I love my co-host. But we're sitting here watching this uh, Steelers-Ravens game, and it looks like Justin Tucker's about to attempt a 51-yard field goal to give the Ravens a 10-point lead that goes in. Right? So there we go. 13-3 right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers, if they lose this game, it is will uh would it break the streak for Mike Tomlin, right? Yep. It will not. It will break the streak for Tomlin. He will have his first losing season, which I think is something that we really should talk about more. Like, I think when we think about guys, like we always talk about coaches in the like best case or worst case scenario, right? Like Nathaniel Hackett's worst case scenario, we saw it, right? And we didn't think that his best case was going to be worth, you know, what the worst case is. Right? Mm -hmm. You see Mike McDaniel. Everything's riding high. First 11 weeks of the season. Complete skid down Mount Everest. Right? Last five games. Mike Tomlin. Rookie quarterback. You know, aging quarterback with Ben Roethlisberger. Seemingly, no matter what they got going on, his ability to have a high floor is one of the more impressive things in sports. Look at the Patriots. They don't have a higher floor as the Steelers do. No, you're right. And, um, you know, that's a testament to him, what he's been able to do no matter what's going on. Now, of course, having a Ben Roethlisberger for that long helps. But even Big Ben the last few years, the last three years, you know, was struggling, especially later on in the season when he started talking about that. You know, I don't know, maybe I should – you know, I was thinking about retirement. Like when you start thinking about retirement, then you on your way to retirement. Uh, but he's always been able to coach uh, whatever team he has. And he's had the ability to get the best out of his players, no matter what's going on in the organization and in the locker room. And I think that that's one of the things that is the most important that does not get necessarily talked about in NFL coaching circles, the ability to self-scout. What are we good at? And also, what are we bad at as a team to try to avoid? Yeah. I don't know. Like, if you're the University of Michigan yesterday, maybe you don't drop back all those times. Maybe you run the ball on a 3-3-5 because that's what you're good at. Okay, well, let's let's get that off your chest. Man. I'm just you know, I'm just bringing up examples. Let's, let's talk about it. I'm right? just bringing up examples of things that, you know. Because in between when we go on our breaks, you know, you you get you get you get a lot of things off your chest. Let the people know how you feeling about what transpired in the semifinal uh games for college football yesterday. I'm absolutely furious still to this point about the way that Jim Harbaugh coached that game. Like, the idea, on fourth and two, 
You're on the goal on a fourth and goal rather from your own two yard line. I okay, you want to go for it? That's one thing entirely. But this whole analytics thing, you want to go for it? That's one thing, okay? But why don't you run your best play? That's what I was talking about the Ravens. They lost several games last year, multiple games last year, going forward on fourth down with a play call that eliminated half the field, right? Right. That eliminates half the field. When you got Lamar Jackson as your quarterback, one of the most dynamic weapons in the game. Yeah, Michigan, you had the best rushing attack in the doggone nation. There it is. I mean, fifteen plus. You know what? Uh, That's really what it is. You look, we're looking at Landry, Belichick, it was a George Hallis, mm-hmm. and Mike Tomlin. So I mean, that's really what it boils down to. And it's just you could tell when a guy just is a good football coach. Like you can just see the floor to me is just that's what it is. Like maybe in an individual game, you might get smoked, right? But are you going to be prepared? Are you going to be ready? Are you? It's, yeah. it's about consistency. And can you, no matter what's going on, can you prepare your team and get them ready to play? That's it. That's that's the bottom line. And he's shown in 15-plus years he's been able to do that. Yeah, so, it, it, it like, you know, I just – and it's, you see other guys who just blow it, and it drives you nuts. <laughs> like Jim Harbaugh just blew it. He blew it yesterday so bad, Ephraim. He blew it. He had the opportunity to be great. He would have been a legend. And you know what he did? He blew it. He blew it with that fourth and goal reverse. Then he blew it again, not calling any timeouts down the stretch. And I don't care if Roman Wilson was in or out. If he was down at the one-yard line, run the damn ball in. Run it in. You're the best rushing team in the nation. So we thought. Started the game that way. Start. They run a 3-3-5, three, three, Ethram. Means there's there is only three down linemen on the field at any given moment. You've still got your five offensive linemen right there in front of them. And, you, and I got to sit here and listen to VJ tell me yesterday that the reason why is just because, you know what, it's hard because the linemen have to go find linebackers to block. You had a month to prepare. You had a month to prepare. Tell them why you mad, son. Tell them why you, know you mad. You can't, you can't go out there and simulate a 3-3-5 with the 120 people you have on your football roster? It was right there for them, man. They had it. And you know what the thing is, too? At least uh, at least Ohio State, when they lost, you could point at the kicker and be like, well, you got to make that kick, right? That's tough. And you know what? But ultimately, when the game is won and lost by the players on the field, that's one thing. And it, 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 Human nature happens. People mess up, right? That was a huge kick, and he hooked it. You know, is he a bad kicker? No. He's making them all year. But human nature happens. But when you, the adult in the room, and the college coach is the only adult in the room, unless you consider Stetson Bennett, who has voted in multiple midterm elections, or should have. He's eligible. He was eligible to vote multiple midterm <laughs> elections. I think you should only be, you should only have one opportunity to vote in college. Your eligibility as a college athlete probably should go away if you're still in there after seven years. But still, when the one adult in the room just completely blows it, 
I just it makes me feel infuriated for some of these college kids who have really you know there's not I mean yeah NIL transfer portal but ultimately they're beholden to the guy who's making the decisions as the head coach they're not getting paid for there's nobody necessarily advocating for them in the same way and he just he just blew it blew it and everybody wants to talk about you know what he's just like Nick Saban or he's just like Dabo Sweeney or he's just like Kirby no he's not well all those guys won championships exactly exactly that part but when people put him on the level you know what how about Jimbo Fisher has the title okay and you know what else he got a number one overall pick at quarterback Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. Now, his off his NFL career, that's not the point of this topic. <laughs> All right? But he got a guy. You tell me that Jim Harbaugh is the quarterback whisperer. Well, Andrew Luck retired like five, six years ago. And that was the last guy he had. No, nobody was pining for the days of, 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 of what is his name? Shane Morris. Yeah, Kaepernick, man. Had Kaepernick, you know, rolling. He did. He did. Alex Smith, Kaepernick. He did. He did. You know. They've yet yet to have that big-time recruited quarterback at Michigan. Um, But, look. Oh, what do you mean? You weren't super excited for Iowa transfer Jake Rudock? (laughs) You mean I can't interest you in a Wilson Spate? Wilton Spate? This guy's supposed to be the quarterback whisperer. Well, look, I'll well, tell maybe you, you need to start yelling. I'll tell you this: he'll be moving on to the NFL. Good rich. shortly. So you know, hopefully, he lands with your favorite team in the NFL. Nah, if That'd be apropos. Be, it would be. It's. I mean, this, I, I was telling this to the guys behind the glass. This is my sports fandom life. There is no happiness. Well, that's that's you know. There is no happiness. That is. There is a lot of people. Uh, who share that same sentiment, being a fan of of certain teams, and uh, you know you don't get happiness all the time. You get the reality of wins and losses, and mostly losses. I mean, Th- that is what being a fan, short for fanatic, is all about. And you tell me that Georgia didn't look uh, gettable. Oh, they were gettable. You tell me that Georgia didn't look gettable. They should have been gotten. Both of those teams. Field goal kickers, baby. And they've been hand, they handled Ohio State back to back. Field goal kickers. It was right there for the they went a three, three, five. It's, just breathe. They man. had fifty yards rushing on the first play. You don't want to start the new year off with all that anger in your heart, man. Well, uh, the first thing I did see as the clock struck midnight on the East Coast was that Ohio State whiff. It was literally as, as you know, they brought in the new year with the the missed kick. Twenty twenty three gonna be rough for that kicker, boy. It's a tough way to go, but yeah, God, it's just just maddening. Especially like when Blake Corum would have won the Heisman if he didn't get hurt and had the game against Ohio State that Donovan Edwards did. Mm-hmm. But here's the rub. Donovan Edwards might be a better back. I'll tell you what. You know who got you know who has it worse than you? I got a buddy. His name's TJ Brady. He's a Jets fan. So Jeez. all year, yeah, all year 
Yikes. It was exciting for him, right? It was exciting for him all year. The Jets this, the Jets that. It's going to happen. Although he was like, I, I, I can't get too invested because at some point the other shoe's going to drop. Well, the other shoe dropped. Uh, they were up in, in the playoff hunt, in the playoff conversation. Robert Sala was taking receipts. Baby. Robert Sala, right? He's taking receipts. He's he's then I and shout out to Robert. I know Robert. I was with him in Houston. He's changed the culture there, right? If they can get a quarterback, like a real quarterback, they got a legitimate chance. That defense is tremendous. They got offensive. When Brees went down, that hurt them offensively. But if they can get a quarterback, I don't know, a Derek Carr maybe or somebody like that, then we'll be having these conversations about the Jets more often. But for him, for TJ, it was another letdown. I was, I mean, I was getting concerned at a certain point because they were talking about Mike White. Like he was Joe Namath to Willis Reed. Nah, like man. Like they you were know talking about Mike White. Look, and I get it, man. You know how that goes. Zach Wilson, you know, whore. They're trash. They're trash. Joe Flacco, Mike White, Zach Wilson. Despite that, the Jets still won seven games, which is miraculous. I mean, and just a testament to the defense for sure. Oh, yeah. He's trash. So they'll get they'll get it right, and they'll be able to, uh, you know, hopefully continue on the same trajectory uh, that Robert Sala has them on. So coming up next, we'll uh, we'll get into some of these wild card teams. The Jets aren't one of them. Uh, we'll get into which one of these wild card teams you think has the best chance to win the Super Bowl, and that's on the Fox Sports Radio tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own, backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, BigGreenEgg.com. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam, coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. The Steelers and the Ravens in a Sunday night battle devoid of offense right now. I think 16 total points scored as T.J. Watt gets a sack on Tyler Huntley. Lamar Jackson's still uh, on the injured reserve on the injured list, and I don't think we'll see him play at least until the playoffs, if that. It's an interesting situation over there, but this Ravens team likely be a wild card. They could still win the division. But I wanted to ask you, Ephraim, as the playoff picture is settling, particularly in the AFC, what wild card team do you think has the best chance to win the Super Bowl? Mm, that's a good question. That's why I asked it. <laughs> trying to do thought-provoking stuff over here, it's man. It's pretty good. Thanks. Um, I would probably... I would probably say in the AFC, well, I don't know who's going to be the number one seed. So Fair. I would, okay, let's just project Kansas City being the number one seed. Okay. So in the AFC, I would say Cincinnati. Uh, just based on the way they've been playing, uh, I don't think anyone – in the AFC scares Joe Burrow or the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, especially Kansas City. I mean, 
Patrick Mahomes never beat Joe Burrow. 4-0 against him. Right? So just with that added swagger and that mentality, I think in in the AFC Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals would be the wild card team that I, I think have have a shot to go all the way. I think so, too. I absolutely am discounting all the wild card options out of the NFC. I don't think none of them boys well, have a shot. Well, let's just say that Philadelphia is the number one seat as it stands now. Sure. I think San Francisco, even with their fourth string quarterback, has an opportunity to win it all. Yeah, that was my uh, my preseason pick was the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. to be in the Super Bowl. Now I kind of switched that like six weeks in. Oh, you felt you just you just you, you jumped off. You, you. I, bro, watching this Ravens offense with Lamar Jackson out uh-huh. there was so frustrating. Yeah, it was so just uninspired. I mean, and even I watch a lot of football, man, like an unhealthy amount. And I'm watching. I think in our business, that's part of the job, right? It absolutely is now, part of the for, job for our business and for your other endeavors <laughs> that you partake in. It helps. Uh, it you, you should be in the know. So, I watched Long Beach Poly maybe four times this season. They were one of the better teams in the state, right? Went undefeated through the regular season. The passing concepts, and I get that football is not that complicated. Not rocket science. It's not rocket science. But some of the passing concepts and, like, the unwillingness to send a guy in motion, <laughs> it reminded me of watching Friday Night Football. This is the pros. Yeah. This is the pros. You know, the, and, you can't be vanilla or pedestrian in the pros. It, it the talent, the the, the 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 match of talent is is too is too great. You got to dress it up. You've got to make it look different. One of the reasons why the San Francisco 49ers have a great shot at the Super Bowl is because all their running plays look the same until they've hiked the ball. Man, that's the staple of the Mike Shanahan uh Kyle Shanahan system. Now it's all it's evolved over the years. Uh, Kyle has put his own tweaks on it, and that started back in Washington when RG three was became the the starting quarterback there. They started doing a lot of read option and a lot of start things like that that they hadn't previously done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been ever evolving ever since. Uh, but the staple is run the ball and huge chunks of plays off the play action. Right. And every we were taught in that Denver offense every single time it looks the same, whether it's run or whether it's pass. If we're doing the play action, it looks just like we're handing the ball off for the guys up front, quarterback motion, the whole nine yards. And that's why you have such a a history of successful offense, because it gives defenses fits. Now, with the added motion and the things that they do, the receivers in the backfield, all of those things, it's hard for a defense to really hone in on who's going where, what's going, how we're doing this. Are there, is it run? Is it pass? And I, I think that's why you see the ultimate success of somebody like a Kyle Shanahan in that style of offense. I just thought about this. Why is it the full 10 yards? 10 yards is the first down. You said it was the full nine yards, mm-hmm. right? Why not? It's, 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 uh, it's not complete. You need one more yard. <laughs> well, yeah. In in terms of as sayings go, yeah, it's, that's the whole nine yards. So I Googled it while you were talking. I was mm-hmm. listening, but I Googled okay. it too. You weren't listening, but go ahead. 
The bullets for the machine guns used in American combat planes of World War II and since were in chains of 27 feet in length. Thus, if a pilot was able to fire off all his bullets at one target, he was said to have given his adversary the full nine yards. Hmm. Mm. Who knew? Came from such a violent place. Well, it makes sense. You're talking about football, there war. You, go. you know what I'm saying? I got you. It gets ugly out here sometimes. But no, I, this 49ers, to me, and the way that they are able to, and that's how you end up with like Kyle Juszczyk wide open down the seam. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, whoa, where did, who, where did where he did come, come from? from? Yep. It's like because the linebacker was expecting him to hit him on the way because it, it looked like the same running play they had ran, you know, 10 plays before. Right. It's got to be hell trying to prepare for that team when you're looking at him on tape. It's, it, well, it's it's, it's, a, it's a testament to the 49ers being able to have the success they've been having, especially this year, without their starting quarterback, without their backup quarterback. Now I mean, they got Mr. Irrelevant looking real relevant right now. I mean, you know what? That's why, you know, also, too, it's why it kills me when teams just trade away these picks. Like, you just trade away, like, a fifth-round, sixth-round pick. Like, you don't know who that guy could have been. You don't know who that guy could have been. Not it, a lot of patience in the it NFL, just man. could have been it Brock now. Purdy. It might have been Brock Purdy. Now, who, Brock Purdy is the outlier because, you know, you look at the history of Mr. Irrelevance. Um... You know, it's very rare that they even get an opportunity uh, to be on the stage uh, that they're on now. Sure. That, that Brock Purdy's on now. Look at, you know, Tom Brady. Tom Brady could have sat behind Drew Bledsoe for five, six years if Drew doesn't get hurt. Then yeah. we don't have a Tom Brady. And Mo Lewis. So yeah, Mo Lewis to think. So it, it may not have been a Tom Brady who was 199th pick in the, in the in the draft in the sixth round, who just so happened to get an opportunity. Now Brock Purdy can go on to have a similar style career, maybe not with all the Super Bowls. I don't think that'll ever happen again. But with the ultimate success in being a Super Bowl winning uh, 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 quarterback and a, a Super Bowl MVP, that may happen. And that's one hell of a story. I want to buy the rights to that story because I like to make that a movie. I mean, look, if you had tried to just pitch it off the top, I don't know if Hollywood would have believed nah, you. Nah, they're like, ah, come Iowa on. State, get out of here. <laughs> you know, uh, Najee Harris is running hard just now, and I saw him get up and have some words to a Baltimore defender about, you know, hey, I didn't like the way you tackled me right there, pal. And the Baltimore defender came back with something probably like, I don't care if you like the way I tackled you. But Brian Finley... Let us know what's going on in this game and everywhere else in the world of sports. My boy, what's trending? Martin and Ephraim, good to chat with you guys here on this Sunday. So it's a game that's offensively unspectacular. We have one touchdown, and it was Tyler Huntley finding Isaiah Likely in the end zone. It's 13-6, to Baltimore Ravens ahead, and Pittsburgh still has a chance to get into the playoffs, and they need to win out. So, of course, they need to win today, and they would have to then win in Week 18 as well. There's 12-13 left in the fourth quarter. Minka Fitzpatrick of Pittsburgh had an injury scare. 
They took him to the tent to, to be evaluated for an injury, and he has returned. So good news there for the Steelers, although their linebacker, Miles Jack, out for the rest of the game with a groin issue. And James Pierre, their defensive back, was concussed, so he is not going to see the field for the rest of the contest as well. Tayshawn Gibson, a DB in his own right, he pulled off an interception in overtime to help the 49ers, who then made the short field goal thereafter, beat the Raiders 37-34. to Las Vegas is now ineligible for making the postseason. They are mathematically unable to get in. And Brock Purdy, as you guys referenced, big game again. 284 yards passing, two touchdowns, and just one interception. The Niners now move up to the number two spot in the AFC, excuse me, the NFC playoff picture. And the Vikings are now downgraded to the number three spot as they lost in a lopsided affair against the Packers 41-17. Green Bay with this win. Now all they have to do is win in Week 18 against the Lions and the Packers are in the postseason. The Chargers already in the playoffs with their now 31-10 emphatic win against the Rams. L.A. now has won four games in a row. The playoff hopeful Seahawks have jettisoned the Jets out of the postseason conversation with a 20 23-6 win. The Commanders are no longer playoff possible with their home loss to the Browns, 24-10. Carson Wentz was given again the starting quarterback role, and he made a mess of things out there. Three interceptions in a defeat. The Eagles losing with a backup quarterback in Garter Minshew, 20-10 to the Saints. So Philadelphia, as of now, unable to grasp and clinch that one seed in the NFC. The Jaguars leading the AFC South, and they can win the division after their 31-3 win over the Texans today with a victory next Sunday against the Tennessee Titans as those two will vie for a spot in the playoffs. The Buccaneers are playoff bound after their NFC South division title, winning 30-24 against the Panthers. The Giants getting it done 38-10 against the Colts. Daniel Jones with four touchdowns he accounted for, steering New York to their first post season appearance since 2016. The Patriots over the Dolphins 23-21. to We now know that Teddy Bridgewater is unlikely, according to reports, going to be playing in Week 18. The backup quarterback who was in for Tua Tungabailoa who is dealing with the concussion protocol situation. So then what do you do at quarterback for the Dolphins in Week 18 without Bridgewater and Tua most likely not playing? Although New England, just like Miami, goes into Week 18 still in the playoff hunt. The Chiefs are closing in on that number one seed in the AFC. Yet to clinch it just yet. But with one week away, they're right there. After beating the Broncos 27-24, the Lions are still in the conversation for making the playoffs. They need a, a couple of pieces to work their way in Week 18, but they did the job in what they needed to do in winning today against the Bears 41-10. to And as I get it back to Ephraim in Martin, it looks like Kenny Pickett is trying to make something happen here, trying to tie things up, but a fourth down is coming up as it's still 13-6. Baltimore, a team that is already going to be in the postseason. You know what? They better, you know, they're talking about build a statue. They better build a statue of Justin Tucker out there. <laughs> because if it wasn't for him, mm-hmm. this Ravens team, I mean, they probably lose four games. Four more games, I should say, than they've already lost. Yeah, he's a serious weapon for them. Uh, 
you know, the Baltimore Ravens have had a, a a serious issue in the red zone scoring touchdowns. So Justin, a lot of the scoring falls on uh, the leg of, of Justin Tucker, who is probably, uh, I guess he's the most accurate kicker in NFL history. Uh, so it's good if you're if he's going to be <laughs> the guy scoring all the points for you that he be the the most accurate. Yeah. Um, so and in this game, the dichotomy of it: Chris Boswell, the least accurate kicker in the NFL this season. Hmm. So there you go. Recipe for disaster for Pittsburgh. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Talam, coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. You know your buddy T.J. Brady, the Jets fan. I was asked, I wanted to ask you this. I wonder what he would think, too. Was this a successful season for the New York Jets? Because you had, I mean, it starts out, you know, you got a lot of stuff going on, people counting you out. You get a little hot. Zach Wilson was horrible the whole year, right? Then you bench him, and he comes back. Now he's going to be jettisoned out of New York, it seems. It's just, you know, I... I don't know where I'm sitting and feeling if I'm a Jets fan. I, right I, now. I, and, and uh, TJ would say you win seven games with the trash QB. That's a success because you, you know, if you get that right, that the, the like, it's evident that the Jets won the draft this past season. Yep. Right? With Sauce and Brees and and all of this young talent. The Jets have been cultivating a team and developing a team that is now formidable. The one piece remaining, which they've been striking out on over and over and over again, is the quarterback position. So I say, if you had someone like a Derek Carr with that offense that defense, this is a different conversation. So, yeah, I would think TJ would say this has been a successful season. They were just eliminated from playoff contention, and they went on a – they lost five games in a row. So you win one or two of those games. And you're dancing. And it's a whole different conversation. So – Given what they looked like last year and what they look like this year, you're heading in the right direction. You're trending in the right direction, and I think that's the point. I think that's the point. You want to be better, right? You want to address those questions and have answers to the questions you've addressed it through the draft, and I think they've done that. I, th- I I think they've done that uh, tremendously with with the amount of talent uh, that they've acquired the last couple years in the draft. Those guys are paying dividend. I mean, especially you look at DJ Reed, you look at Sauce, Quinnen Williams. Like they're in, they're young. Obviously, they just got drafted, but playing well and playing impact positions and playing impact moments. You saw when Quinnen Williams got hurt. The void uh, in the Jets' rush defense, like he is a a, a problem. Um, and really, to, when I look at that roster, I mean, Brees Hall, Torrey's ACL, obviously will be coming back next season. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Corey Davis was a first round pick. Yep. All right, uh, Garrett Wilson is going to be the offensive rookie of the year. Yep. 
All right. Jermaine Johnson. Elijah Moore was a baller, mm-hmm. right, in, in last year, and he came on this year. And then, again, this year, Jermaine Johnson. Like, you got guys who are making real impact. Yeah, you get three first-round draft picks, and you hit on all of them. That's hard to do. Absolutely. That's hard to do, let alone your second-round draft pick. I, like, the cupboard is now it, – it's full. It's not bare. Now, they have to be aggressive this offseason – and try to figure out what they're going to do at the quarterback position. They got to stop experimenting, and they got to get real, you know, a, a real signal caller in there, somebody who can really um, continue to build on the momentum that they that they've started. And I think Robert Sala is headed in the right direction. I think uh, the staff and 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 the team believe in in what he's trying to do, and I'm I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they end up turning into. Um, I do think that option, I mean, obviously, uh, the number one priority is quarterback. Ah, you got to get that right. You got to get a quarterback. You can have Mike White be a backup if you'd like, but just know. Good backup. He's a good backup. He is a backup quarterback. He is a Gardner Minshew out here. You know what I'm saying? He is a guy who will, you know, you're good for like four to five games. And then after that, you know, the shoe falls off. Yeah, man, you can't. That's too much. Too much of a load. That's too much a load of, of a load for Mike White or, or you know, yeah, I, or, or uh, Zach Wilson, and you know, it, it's it's time for, it's time for them to take a real hard look at this, and there are going to be some quality quarterbacks, uh, on the open market. I, you know, I, um. You know, there's always Kaepernick. I'm playing. I'm just teasing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just no, but uh, um, San Francisco's, you know, quarterback. Um, Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. You got to take looks at at, at, at this type of uh, of guy if, if, because you're not going to have a high draft pick. Uh, so you, you really got to attack the, the, the free agent market and get a guy in who has a history of winning, who can uh, help – utilize the talent that you guys have, have have stockpiled through the draft and through free agency. Nonetheless, you had uh, the receipt taker, Robert Sala, against the non-letter writer, Geno Smith, because he didn't write back to anybody in that matchup today. Seahawks still alive. Um, but coming up next, we'll talk more about this NFC South debacle, which is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning it. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam, Fox Sports Radio. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam. Fox Sports Radio on a football Sunday, one of the last of the year. I guess the first of the year, I should say, as it is the calendar turns. You know what? New Year's Eve really got a good rap, Ephraim. I'll tell you what. We don't celebrate, like, January 31st. February, <laughs> we, don't, we don't celebrate. It's just a new year. But anyway, with the new year has come, and, uh, and now the Carolina Panthers, it was fun while it lasted. Uh, in terms of the Steve Wilkes and then, you know, the PJ Walker and Sam Darnold and got Baker out of here and, and, and getting things going. The Panthers did not win the division. And the reports are coming out of Carolina, Charlotte to be exact, that David Tepper, owner of the Panthers, is interested in finding a guy who can fix the quarterback situation, an offensive guru, as they say. Here he comes. 
What's your what is your opinion on that? I personally feel that Steve Wilkes has had some of the worst luck as a coach, as a head coach that can be out there. But I think he deserves another shot at this job. I do. I do too. Uh the team played hard even when they got rid of uh, you know, their best players. Um I think the team competed. I think they showed up. Um, they gave Tampa Bay all they could handle today. And, um, I, I, you know, see that or, you know, your guy from Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, here he comes. He's a quarterback whisperer, right? That's what they say. Yeah, he needs to start yelling at him. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe they can't hear him when he says, hey, come to Michigan. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Look, Michigan had a shot. They had a shot. They underestimated TCU. I know they did. Uh, and, and TCU had a lot to prove. I mean, you know, coming off the, you know, losing in the championship, they had a lot to prove. And, you know, and had, they did. Now, they, now they have an opportunity to be, you know. <laughs> the most unlikely national I mean, type champion in the, in, goodness in the history of college football? No. National champions, TCU. Wow. Thanks for coming, Big Ten. You know, so we'll see. We'll see how this thing uh, shakes out. But it's been a, a, you know, a a great start to the new year, football-wise, sports-wise, exciting. Uh, We get one more week. You know, normally this would have been the last week, and, you know, a lot of coaches would have been fired tomorrow. Uh, we got one more week of, of football, a lot on the line, teams trying to uh, figure out uh, if they're going to be in the playoffs or not. I love when the final week of the season comes down to um, – it comes down to teams making the playoff the postseason, the last week of the season. I think that's exciting um, to have meaning meaningful games last week, and that leads us right into uh, the wild card weekend, which is always exciting. Yeah, I mean, Wild Card Weekend is probably one of my favorite weekends on the calendar up there with, uh, you know, opening a March Madness. But a Wild Card Weekend and and this this playoff football, there's, almost, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. And we're almost there, everybody. No, and but the thing we get when you have games uh, that are going to decide whether you're in the playoff in the last week is you get that atmosphere a week early. You get that playoff atmosphere and that playoff effort a week early, and that's the exciting part, right? That's where the flex schedule came in because they want these meaningful games uh, to be to you know for 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 all to see. So I, I'm I'm looking forward uh, to seeing you know that Detroit Green Bay game. Who would have thought, right? Like. How how was that even a thing? It's, right, oh, the, it's the, the definitely Philly, a thing though. The Philly Giants game, uh, the San Francisco game, uh, all of these games, the Tennessee Jags game, like uh, these are these are these are games that are going to be exciting. Teams aren't resting people; they're they're trying to accomplish something. So I'm I'm excited for the last week of the season. I'm excited for the the first day of the new year. Uh, 2023 is going to be tremendous. I hope and wish all of you uh, have a tremendous year. Uh, Leave everything that was bothering you in uh, 2022. In 2022, uh, put your head down, 
put your smile on Feel and like make twenty three right now. Make make twenty twenty three everything you want it to be. I was about to say, as I sit here, the Baltimore Ravens do not convert a third and three. Punt the ball back to the Pittsburgh Steelers and Kenny Pickett. With about f- five minutes left on the clock, maybe Harbaugh will blow another one. Just the other brother this time. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam. It's been a blast, buddy. Happy New Year! At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 